Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Ollie, over to you. Thanks, Martina. My name is Olive Monti. I am a senior marketing automation consultant at Capgemini. We are a digital transformation consultancy, mainly aimed at enterprise and government level organizations, generally carrying out things like digital transformation, customer experience, and things along those lines. I love how extensively Ollie described Capgemini. It is a big, badass consultancy that I'm sure everybody knows, but I do appreciate that comprehensive intro. Thank you, Ollie. Ollie and I have crossed paths, like many of my previous guests, in my last role, but we actually never worked together. And this is the first time I'm having more of a deep dive chat. So I'm really excited because I've only heard good things. The way that this works, I ask the guests for a letter number combination. I'm looking at a bank of 520 questions, and I like to call this the buzz wheel, where the question letter decides the format and the question topic is determined by the number between 1 and 20. Ollie, please give me a letter and a number combination and we can get going. Let's go with M2. Two is the topic of travel. And the question is, should traveling be a government-supported initiative like education and healthcare? So yes, for young people in terms of helping to understand other people's experiences and get a good view of the world, like school trips, for example. I went to quite a lot of trips abroad with my old secondary school, like Mexico and Japan and Russia. Russia. Yeah, we went to loads. (laughs) We had a really fun group of teachers that just insisted on taking everyone. We went to France once and it rained and that was that. What school did you go to? Shout out to Finchley Catholic High School. I went to Sheen and they didn't take us anywhere. So (laughs) I don't know. The economy wasn't as bad as it is now then. So they have some answering to do. The fact that you have traveled probably has made you knowingly or unknowingly a more rounded person, Ollie. Just like learning to be politically correct in this day and age and understanding how important diversity is, I think if these are core things that we issue in from the very beginning, potentially the way people think is better. Do you think it's up there with education and healthcare as something that you're at a loss if you haven't traveled? To an extent, yes, but there are other life experiences that you could also do that wouldn't Mm. be as damaging to the environment and wouldn't Mm -hmm. have such a physical cost, especially when energy costs are rising up. I've more recently, the last few years, have been trying to fix up lots of gaps in my personal development. Cooking, for example, always something I was a bit like, Mm. nah, I don't have time for it. Recently, I've realized that you actually can enjoy it if you just dabble in it a bit. Completely widens your experience, widens it on a social level as well. And obviously the health benefits as well, cooking your own stuff and learning new foods. Especially now, think about foraging, think about how to source your own food as well. There's a strain on the UK's farms and exports and things like that. So I, I love that example. Last question on this, Ollie. What's the best thing that you can cook? Oh, my go-to at the moment, which is quite rich, and I always eat too much of it because I'm very <laughs> compulsive when it comes to things I enjoy, um, is a prawn and chicken in white wine with cream and with pasta, yeah. of course, with Malfada pasta because Malfada pasta is so good. Malfadine is... Oh, uh, Malfadine, yeah. Yeah, Mal- it is Malfada, but I think the Italians might call it Malfadine. We bastardized it here, but um, that sounds like a delicious dish. Where is that influenced by? It sounds a little bit Mediterranean, a little bit Italian. I just learned that from an old housemate who set my uh, interest in cooking alight. (laughs) 
Oh, that sounds amazing. Ollie is your man at the next dinner party, guys. <laughs> um, Ollie, please give me another letter and number combination. D3. Okay. Three is the topic of sounds. The question is, did you listen to music on your commute today? And if you didn't commute, do you listen to music typically when you do? I basically listen to music religiously, like all, <laughs> all the time. I have a gym playlist. I have a monthly playlist. Going back to 2014, I've got these amazing playlists. I listen to a lot of kind of indie rock. Mm. I listen to a lot of 2000s R&B and hip hop. I've listened to a lot of reggaeton as well. And I listen oh, to a lot okay. of like yeah. new metal and metal at the gym. I love that. Okay, so like favorite artist of the moment? Do you have one? I'm going to see the smaller band called Ocean Grove. They are playing in Camden the week after next. I'm really digging their stuff at the moment. Nice. Recommend. They're alternative indie rock for those listening. Don't know much about them, but um, Ollie can give us the review. What's happened my bathroom? Also, I love a bit of Camden. It has some of the best venues in London, I feel like. Ollie, another letter and number, please. E4. The topic under number four is drink. And the question here is, do you prefer tea or coffee or something else to drink in the morning? I'm legitimately drinking some tea right now as we do this <laughs> podcast. So, But I, I generally that. prefer coffee. I'm a big coffee drinker. I've realized how dependent I am on it for like mm. gym and for like a day of working and looking at screens. Yeah, yeah. You do really need it. And I also got into coffee relatively late in life as well. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. been super powerful for me, especially when you're doing loads of exercise as well. You need right. like that extra. I completely agree and align with you on that. I'm a huge coffee nerd. I got into mm. it probably in my first job post uni because they had Dow Egberts and that was my first non-instant coffee. And then from mm. there, I started getting in deep, started going to the London Coffee Festival. Oh, nice. I got several cafetiers and I use it as my pre-workout in the mornings and then for gym and stuff. And this is a really important question. I am judging you harshly on the answer. (laughs) How do you take your coffee? Okay, so for practical purposes, generally I have Americanos. People are like, oh, you can't have milk in your coffee or whatever. Americano with milk? I might have a drop, but generally... If it's an wah, early one. Wah, wah. <laughs> How much water do you have? Black, no sugar. Just black. Just oh, no, no sugar. 100% agree with you there. Sugar yeah, yeah. is completely unnecessary. I have had coffee with milk before, but I prefer it black, no sugar, because I want to taste the bean. I don't want it altered. If you're in a rush, though, as you might be when you're doing fitness stuff, I've noticed that coffee black could be too hot. and you it need can to, be quite If you're hot. bringing it with you to yeah, yeah. the gym or out, that's going to hurt. So that's I think the main reason a drop of milk is to actually cool it down rather Isn't than putting why? ice cubes in. Also, I've completely forgot about this. Hazelnut lattes. Oh, no. Yes. Ollie, you've oh, lost they're so them. good. That's what a treat, you... though. That's a treat yourself. <laughs> That's a dessert. I mean, it's fine. And I don't, I don't mind that someone has it. I just feel like you can't call it coffee when you start adding all these accoutrements. It'll put you in a good mood. <laughs> what kind of tea are you drinking? Is it breakfast tea, builder's tea, or is that a herb one? This is a English breakfast tea, okay. I think. I found it in the cupboard. It's one of those ones where I've lost the box, so it's just the bag. Okay. So I assume it's that. Do you dabble in the Earl Grey's and the bergamot? Uh, yeah. Why not? When you're at the supermarket, try something new every now and again. That sounds yeah. like quite the stronger one, right? It's quite strong. That one's quite yeah. strong. Yeah, I think that's an Indian yeah. one. Fun fact, I once entered this competition, a Wittard competition, writing about afternoon tea and what it means. I don't know what I was doing at the time that I entered this, but I won it and they sent me several boxes of tea. I got quite nerdy about it. But um, <laughs> uh, Ollie, this has been excellent. I'd love to ask you for the final Letter and number combination, please. Why eight? Number eight is the topic of education. 
the question is, if you could add a new topic to the national curriculum when you went to school, what would you add? I would kind of convert maths into more of a practical mathematics that would involve things like taxes, things relating to businesses to make it a bit more useful. Maybe cut out some of those quadratic equations that have not really been very helpful. This is controversial, I feel like. There's the whole theorem. Maths actually teaches problem solving. So you're not using those equations, Pythagoras or trigonometry, all of these things, definitively. But I guess the way your brain has to work to solve that problem. When there's a problem in life, hopefully your brain does the same thing and kind of goes through the workings and gets to a solution. Would love your thoughts on that as a theory. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess it does engage a different part of your brain. If you're more of a humanities-geared person, your brain might shut down when it encounters that kind of problem-solving. Yeah, I guess those skills do translate to other areas, yeah. My other question here is, what did you geek out on in school, your favourite subject? So I was a real history nerd. Ancient Ah. Greeks, ancient like Rome, stuff like that. History's fun. That's a good one. Ancient Greece and Rome, from what angle, how do they approach it? It's quite a wide discipline. So you've got obviously like the literature or the stories, Mm -hmm. the history, you've got a little bit of built environments, a little bit of the architecture, the art. So it's kind of like a very wide mix of things. A lot of the core fundamentals of that time period still resonate today in a lot of like Western society. And it's figuring out that association. I've got an antagonistic question then, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, but are you using that in your everyday life, Ollie, as a consultant? We talked about maths. I guess in terms of analysis, the history and understanding Mm -hmm. why things happen, what are the thematic causes of things and being able to understand things and distill information like that Mm -hmm. is transferable to a lot of modern day jobs. Yeah. It's the applied skill from what you learn, right? That you want to take into life. Yeah. So, and history is fun. It's more fun than maths. I think anybody would attest to that. No offense to the math geeks out there. Ollie, this has been fantastic. We have reached the juncture in the podcast where I hand the mic solely to the guest and ask them to provide what I call sage advice about how they have become successful at what they do, what has helped them reach the position they are today. Having worked through quite a few different sectors and figuring out what sector is right for me, it was really important to have a good, reliable mentor that was really concerned with where I wanted to be in my own personal development and showed me the opportunities. And in the management positions I have had, I've tried to also replicate that and make sure that people working under me were trained well enough, talk to them as equals and help them understand the potential avenues that they could go down. Picking up on technical skills, learning specific softwares and stuff like that, going to things like technology meetups, learn more about broad applications of technology. And then finally, blogs, just so you've got that stream of positive and beneficial information coming through to you. That was powerful. Excited to share this one. Thank you so much for your time. I've really, really enjoyed this chat. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Cheers, Ollie. Thanks.